Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, and welcome to the worst idea of all time, episode number 50. That's right. How's your father? How's your mother? How are you? How's How's your family? How are your friends? How are your toes? How are your fingers? We come to you, ahoy ye land lovers, broadcasting live from the skies, 33,000 feet above sea level. (laughs) On the way from Dallas to Los Angeles, California. Guys, it's been a hell of a day and we can't wait to tell you all about it. But first, I want to say a big thank you to Big Pipe who are sponsoring the episode today, Big Pipe Broadband. Uh, If you need to get online and you're in New Zealand, which if you're a cool person, you're in New Zealand, and if you're alive, you definitely need the internet. So get onto it, NZ. If if you aren't online somehow, if you're some sort of hermit and you've found a hard copy of this episode of the (laughs) podcast, what are you waiting for? Get online. All sorts of content better than this is available. And if you are going to get online, Big Pipe is the way to go. They've got this great policy wherein none of their staff legally are allowed to come to your house and throttle you. That's right. No throttling. No contracts. They can't take out a contract on your life. They can't hire hit me and none of that nonsense. I mean, uh, a, no data caps as well. We've got the data caps. We made them. You can get them yeah. from our merch store. time.com forward slash merch. Uh, but that, that's, we're not here to promote our stuff. We're here to say Big Pipe. Thank you very much for sponsoring this episode. And if, seriously, if you're in New Zealand, use them. I use them. They're great. They've got they've got like the fastest available internet that our country has. Why don't you marry them? Bigpipe.co.nz. And if you do sign up with them, use the code WORST. It helps us out because it proves to them that we're sending people their way. Yeah. And they'll keep supporting us. So, um, hell of a day. Thanks for explaining how advertising works. You're welcome. It's been, what this day feels like it's been about 36 hours long. It has been. Tim... We were at the airport. We were there, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Friday the 19th of February, 2016. NZT. NZT. We were at the airport at 6 a.m. to discover our flight had been delayed by two hours from 8.40 a.m. to 10.40 a.m. Which would be fine. We hung out in the airport. We got a lot of work done. We had some snacks. We had it, yeah. We got some hash browns. It's when I allow myself a sneaky trip to McDonald's when I'm in the airport before 10.30. We did that. And then we uh, eventually, eventually, 
got to Sydney. We got given a, just for clarity also, we got given, because uh, obviously we were on a connecting flight from Sydney to LA. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. They had to um, rearrange that, so it was a flight that we were bought, meant to board at 10.45 a.m. Australian time, and we said to the checkout lady at Qantas, we said... Sounds ambitious, said, lady. ambitious, and she said, it's fine. There are all sorts of flights going from Sydney to LA. Don't Evening, worry about it. From the, Captain speaking, oh, the captain's talking at the moment. I feel like we're being overridden by the captain. We're at 32,000 feet. The ride is forecast to be smooth. I'm turning off the fast seatbelt sign. We do request so that while you're in your seats, please always keep your belts fastened about you just in case we encounter unexpected rough fare. I'm half expecting him to say that you're not allowed to podcast while flying. I, yeah, I'm expecting a flight attendant to come and ask what the hell I'm doing. The TSA actually thought my recorder was a taser, so anyway, look, so we're there, we're in Sydney, and lo and behold, we do miss the bloody flight, of course. before we get to Sydney... Sorry to ruin your storytelling. You go. An go exciting on. development and a devastating development for fans of the podcast. Guys, uh, guys, guys, guys. And no one anchor. The knife is gone. The knife got taken off me by bureaucracy. Or just by regular aviation security. There was no need to take it off me. Um, but apparently there's some rule that says I'm not allowed a knife. To be fair, I'm going to take that one myself. I definitely shouldn't have had it with my carry-on. Um, that's on me. And I, I just want to apologize to fans of the knife and to the knife itself. Um, I want to say in tribute to the knife that the knife's always been a really hard worker, real joy to work with, real professional on set. Mm. And um, funnily enough, uh, the knife was actually working on a project shortly before its demise. So this won't be the last you see of the knife. It's got a, uh, a forthcoming web series, which I'll, um, so, yeah, I'll let might, you guys know when that's out. A posthumous webby or oh, Oscar. be a great way to cap off a um, fantastic career. Would it be fair to say that The Knife has been to podcasting what Heath Ledger was to movies? Uh, I wouldn't say that, but I wouldn't correct you, is how I would you're, approach that you're statement. Sort of, you just ignore the comment. Yeah. You'd let it go past you. So they took my knife, which I was like, you know what, that's on me. But then in Sydney, they also took my hair product, which was like brand new, and it cost me about 50 bucks from the barbers. And I was steaming about that. I was not a happy lad. So anyway, we get there and then find out that um, the bloody trip to LA is not going. Yeah, that flight's L- not going yeah, at all. There's no flights from Sydney to LA. There is one to San Francisco, which we could then get a connecting f- flight. To which we reply, very well, put us on that. To which they reply, just kidding. <laughs> there is no flight to San Francisco because the plane is faulty. There is, however, a flight to Dallas. And we said, Sydney to Dallas, isn't that the longest flight you can do? And they said, yes. Do you want it or not? <laughs> Tim said, I want my hair product. And I want my <laughs> knife and I want to go home again. So um, so we did that. We did that flight uh, and it was, it was what it was. It was what it was. I watched Spectre. It was um, so long. Yeah, it was a criminally long flight. You had a good sleep let me, though, eh? Let me, yeah, let me put it this way. We haven't changed anything about our outfits, yeah. nor put ourselves under a body of water for over 36 hours. And um, I, would, I would just like to bring in a guest ever so briefly for this episode, because we ran into the lovely Kim Crossman at the airport in Dallas, which is just like needle in the haystack situation. And just in, in light of the fact that we haven't changed in ages, Kim, firstly, hey. Hi, thanks for including me in this. I appreciate it. Babes, it's a it's a pleasure. It's a distinct honour. I just want you to just like smell the air around you and just see if there's any indication of Timbo having a, a bloody hell of a day. 
No, you know what? You've mentioned this multiple times as if you're insecure about the way you smell. You smell great. It's really you sweet. You're a real sweetheart, yeah. real pro on set. Thank you, Kim. Uh, I am insecure about it, though. I, just, I feel stinky. I feel I feel gross. Do you know, I feel like I need to shower. I can't remember if I, I told you this in the waiver, but when they open the, um, like, if you see the, on a long-haul flight, if you watch the cabin staff opening the door, when they disarm their door and open it, mm. the cabin staff on the outside of the door will yeah. literally leap. Yeah, they'll get the they'll hell out of Dodge. out of the way because the smell. Yeah. It's just been, but we don't notice because we're stewing in it. Oh, yeah, we're making it. It's we're like, creating, everyone's a fan of their own brew. When, you, when you're in a stew, you can't see the veggies for the meat. <laughs> but when you're a flight attendant on the outside of an airplane, you get the hell out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> Darn tootin'. And see with such clarity. So anyway, there we were um, after like 25 hours of flying or whatever the hell. And then so we get to Dallas Airport and we're like, oh, okay, let's at slam least, a beer. So it, we no, have, we, first of all, we're like, let's at least get out of it. Let's at least, yeah. if we're in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll at least be able to go to Dallas and just like visit the city a little bit. What I'd like everyone at home to do is get out a map, a physical map. And look at where Auckland is and look at where LA is and get a ruler and just draw a lovely straight line between Auckland and LA. And, and now... I've got to say... Sorry. With, with your red pen, connect Auckland to Sydney on the ruler and then Sydney to Dallas. Look how far past Dallas is than LA and also look at how you just fly directly back over. The sole silver lining to this inextricably long journey was the welcome announcement from the Qantas pilot when we got on uh, to go from Sydney to Dallas. It was like, I thought I was in a candid camera show. It was so perfect. And the thickest, Australian, most beautiful Aussie accent I've ever heard. This guy jumps up and he's so passionate, happy, optimistic. He's like, oh, g'day. G'day, everybody. Welcome to the flight today. Uh, it's Captain speaking. Uh, look, we got a bit of volcanic activity in a bloody big storm up there, so we're just going to try and go around the side of that. Uh, <laughs> don't be, worry about that. Forget don't worry about that. We'll handle that. Uh, we're going to be heading east over the ocean <laughs> and uh, just continue on. Uh, got my co-pilot, Russell Crowe, here. <laughs> 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 Literally, there was a member of the flight crew called Mus- Russell Crowe. Well, <laughs> but he didn't reference I was, it. I was losing my shit. We were, um, so yeah. that was a beautiful thing. If that, I don't know who that guy was, but uh, flight QF144 um, going from Sydney, S- to, Sydney Dallas. to Dallas yesterday. Oh, my God. Whoever you are, you're a legend. Hey, seeing as we spent over sort of three hours in three different international airports, Auckland, Sydney, and Dallas mm. which of the three would you recommend if you Auckland. were in a Tom Hanks in the terminal type situation I would actually like hometown advantage Auckland yeah yeah oh wait Sydney's good but it's quite big is the only thing Sydney, and the bit we were in was grubby ass it's under Reno we're on this gross bit we are, do you know what we got for our 24 hour delay from Qantas $20 of vouchers Big ups to yourself, Qantas. <laughs> yeah, that was... That, Thanks I, for that paying me, me $20 for a day of my life. That had me spewing, because everything that's happened really has been their fault. Like, we play by the rules, except for the whole knife thing. At any rate. Even so then. there we are in Dallas after this inextricably long amount of flying, and we're like, hey, you know what would be a real treat after we cool down with a beverage? Because we asked the information desk, can we go to the city to visit and come back? They're like, you guys do not have enough time. And we're like... Very well. So we Very had a well. beer. Sex in the City 2 it is. <laughs> and decided to watch the bloody the movie. Side, we've now watched Sex in the City 2 in another exciting locale. Fort Worth was happy to be there. Wasn't happy to watch it. In fact, this was like, this was this was a punisher, this watch. 
this was a real punch in the guts. Um, I, I was like, it was for the emotional range to pick from, way more angry than sad this time. I hit you a couple of times at just one in point, the leg. You were hitting me in the leg, and I looked at you and started smiling and said, "Do it harder," <laughs> and you obliged. And there was this lovely elderly Texan lady, one seat over to you to the left, who you couldn't see but was just watching the whole thing transpire with absolute disgust in her eyes. Because <laughs> she didn't, she she didn't have the context. How do you explain all? to her? You don't. That's what I've learned about this podcast. People are like, "What are you guys up to?" You just go, "You know what? Nothing." I I let it's. N- we no, don't have the time to explain what's no happening here. matter. So, yeah, I agree, Tim. It was a punishing watch. There were a few things I thought were enjoyable in this screening. <laughs> Please hit me. Look, there's a, there's, a guy, there's a new guy in town who I'm upset we haven't oh, found yes, earlier. Yes, yes, yes. Captain Red Shorts. Captain Red Shorts. When Long may you reign. Australian rugby team uh, show up for a, sw- a swim after their sweaty practice match. Which, by the way, I'm still not co-signing. There's no way the Rugby World Cup qualifying tournament is happening in Abu Dhabi. Anyway, uh, there's I, I first spotted him as a continuity extra. Red shorts, Era, white polo shirt, like camel Panama hat, yeah. just walking through frame, left, right, and center, yeah. willy-nilly. And he's I was going like, left, we cut back, he's going right, but he's in the like same continuity position. Era. Yeah. That's not a continuity, continuity era. That is a strong character choice yeah. by Captain Red Shorts. He is... Uh, Discombobulated? What's disoriented? It's an offer. It's it is. It's a strong offer. And the DOP has said yes and. Absolutely, he's standing the shit out of him. And the thing is, it's like all, none of the other extras are really playing ball. Like, if I was there at the pool, not even as an extra, just as a person. If I was in this situation at a pool, at a hotel pool, and a guy's just wandering around, yeah, short, stained in blood, yeah. crisp white shirt, yeah. made of Teflon, yeah, I'd stop him and I'd be like, whoa, 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 slow down. What's going on? Do you need a hand? All these so people are... Do, if you were um, one of the cast members on the movie, one of these extras, would you actually jump in and start doing some scene work with him yes. and try and play out his storyline, be a supportive it's character? Finding your light. Yeah. I love that. What would you do? Uh, I think the same I, thing. I, I absolutely think the same thing. I, I like to think that when the time calls for it, I'm, I'm okay and support. I can support. You yeah. know, I want to be able to support people. Just, and that guy's just made such a great offer and I want to be able to support and him and what's upsetting is the 49 weeks prior to this he's been working just as hard I know but Captain Redshorts salute you like with the highest order I, I, I can't throw my hand off of my forehead hard and fast enough to um, show my gratitude to what you've been bringing thanklessly yeah. for the last 50 yeah. weeks brother you're a champion you're a trooper you're a real national treasure a real pleasure to work with a real joy, real pride work. He was actually a real pride to work with. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. I also had a few thoughts. Like at the end, so Carrie, she always comes, what happens every week? She always comes back from Abu Dhabi, right? Boog's, <laughs> Boog's always gone. Except for that one week. Oh, no, wait, no. she did it there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, but she comes one back. week, all the, like I was thinking today what would be really good is she comes back, she comes home, the bed's ruffled, the TV's missing. She's like, something is amiss here. She goes into the wardrobe. Big has plugged in the TV in the wardrobe and it's just jerking it to my big fat Greek wedding. <laughs> just so hard. There better be something I haven't seen before in there. Enter into the bedroom. <laughs> He's jerking it to my big fat Greek wedding. Because wow. that's, that's Aiden. Did you know that? Oh, yeah, it is too. That's right. So it's like a real meta jerk off. They're doing the sequel to that soon. Wow. I can't is that what's triggered that off in your head? Did you know that? Yeah. Um, my. <laughs> 
my girlfriend also watches my Big Fat Greek Wedding pretty much once a week. She has really? a podcast about it. She just really <laughs> likes the film. She's a big fan. God knows why. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it either, but it looked fun. Um, okay, I, well, that's definitely, yep, a good offer from Captain Redshirts and a great offer from Guy Montgomery. Just ideas, you know. I've just yeah. I got all these ideas to get out there. Did you have any ideas this week, Tim? Uh, I did. Well, look, before we get into the ideas, I want to say my shining light because I know I'll forget it otherwise. Um, so my shining light is actually the typeface that they've gone with on the invitation, um, which is at the wedding scene. Uh, and the most ham-fisted approach to storytelling anyone's ever seen in a big budget uh, film like this carry <laughs> it's like a fucking triple whammy we know we're at a wedding everyone in the paid audience realises what that entails and what's coming next but we have to smash you over the fucking head with a bit of narration driving you through to the next bit and also literally showing you a, a card that has the order of events that, that you'll be yes. witnessing some of always on screen always frustrating never a good thing to see on there and they haven't changed it I've told them every week I've told them who I've shouted tell? at that screen who do you oh yeah I've screamed at the screen yeah um, but at any rate the typeface that they've gone with is actually quite tasteful and um, kind of like just the right weight yeah and it's got um, I think the I don't know the technical term I'm no typographer but the curly cursive. bits cursive yeah, I think there's a word for that. Serif, I think. Well, it's, it's like just all, right. You know, that's all Stanford. Just right. Because Anthony didn't have anything to do with the wedding prayer. Yeah, so but Stanford, would have St- Stanford like blew a bunch of money. He just hired some designer. It's not like he did it. No, but he, you would have, if you're doing a wedding, you pour it and it's that level you pour over the typeface on no, your Stan, No, Stanford's just the, money, he's just the money man. He's just financing this thing. You no know? way. He's got creative control. He didn't no. get told to wear all white. No, no, no. But he just, he was like, listen, here's what I'm thinking. Snow uh, Queen exploded. Think, now think, here is two million dollars. Make it happen. You got to give some credit to him. I feel like not on a type. Not on type. On a real groomzilla. Yeah, but the, <laughs> I. <laughs> it's too um, granular. I don't think like, he would have got into okay. that detail. He's better than that. He's a project manager. You know, he's a very effective leader. Do you want to know my shining light? Always. So, when the nanny, the Irish nanny, and actually we've got the a nanny. point that we need to address. Yes, I know. Address after this, uh, but when the nanny shows up. And she's taking, she takes uh, Lily off Charlotte's hands when the four girls are having brunch the morning after the wedding. Charlotte says to her, do you have the sunscreen? And Erin, the nanny, who's the actor's name I do not know, she just gives this beautiful sort of acknowledging and dis- simultaneously acknowledging and dismissive look. I know, of exactly. course I have the sunscreen. I'm just doing my goddamn job. I know exactly. My- and she even says, hmm? Yeah, like, it's sort of like, don't condescend me in front of your friends. Yeah. I'm the best of the best. That's why you hired me. I don't get paid enough for you to diss me in front yeah. of these gals. Do you see over there? That's Samantha Jones of Samantha Jones Publicity. So if you could not, I'm pretty sure I read about them. They're losing a lot of money right <laughs> now. <laughs> They've just got this big, crazy glass office that oversees... Uh, cent- Wait, uh, what is it? Times Square. Times Square, yes. Big, crazy glass office. No idea what's happening. Um, but uh, speaking of the nanny, because... We've been revisiting Grown Ups too recently. Uh, purely and here's why. Yeah. Um, we have had to... So, <laughs> hey guys, you remember that time when we wrote the script for Grown Ups 2 from memory? And did it, we did a table read in our hometown of Auckland to raise funds for our first LA trip. And we got our, our mates to put it on and table read with us. And so what we've done is um, t- two awesome dudes who are now friends with in LA, Ben's Acker and Blacker from the... Uh, Thrilling work, Adventure Hour. 
No, what's the company called the, again? The juice. players of it are called work, the Work Juice Players. Work Juice but the players. podcast is called The Throwing Adventure Hour. Yes, go check it Shout out. Shout out to those guys. The Bends were like... Hold on, I'm going to order a beer. Okay, go for Do it. You Can you one? order me one too? Sure. I was talking to both mics. Oh, do you have to pay for it on this one? Why were we not paying before? Oh, I guess because it was international. Yeah. That makes sense. You, you keep going. Do you do drinks? Drinks? Drinks are on the way. Oh, okay, thank oh, cool. you. Cool, thanks. Two carts. Hey. Big operation. Two different carts. One food, one one beverage. Uh, it's not, yeah, it's a big plane. There's two aisles, three. Hey, anyway, guys, so look, that script exists. Ben Ack was like, boys, do you want to put that on in LA? And we're like, uh, of course. And he's like, okay, send us the script. And we're like, hold fire, good buddy. Because what? when we put it on in Auckland, <laughs> the actual production was a fucking nightmare. He actually said, do you want to send us the script? And I said, absolutely. He's like, do you want to do an edit on it? And I was like, no, <laughs> as is, where is. And he was like, I always like to do an edit on it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we're not really those guys. And he's like, how long is it? Three hours. When we when we did the um, table read in Auckland, you had a fucking meltdown. <laughs> I don't even know if you remember this because it's like PTSD, but you flipped out, dude. You just started screaming at people because we were in there for so long in this packed, barely air-conditioned room with – it was like 150 people in yeah. attendance. Community centre. And, and we got we got to about the two-and-a-half-hour mark, and you were like, look, this, enough is enough. <laughs> you Because there was kind of no shortcuts. We just had to get through the script, but you were just screaming at pace all of the stage direction. Oh, it was a sight to behold. Real real so joy to work we with, want, Guy. You're a real pro on we set. We want a bottled-down version of that, a whittled-down so version. So we're trying to pare it down. And um, anyway, that's a very long way of saying that we've been revisiting that script. And what um, struck me is that they both suffer from the same lazy storytelling motif or, or trope, of if a, you will. A lead character. Of just wrapping a storyline by making someone yeah. gay. Like so that's they've got, it. They've got, both of them have a character, either uh, Adam Sandler. You are or, so focused on getting a beer. You are like, or is it Adam not Sandler or Charlotte? But both of them have insecurities about their relationship. Yeah. Uh, with you know, unknown entities. That someone's going to come into their marriage the and fi- fuck yeah, their bae. And then the fix of it both times is like, ah, oh, and then everything worked out because, get this, da, 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 the attractive person gay. we're all terrified of was gay. And, and they do it right at the end of the movie and it's so lazy and, uh, like, it's fine if they want to conclude the storyline like that, but there's a way to do that. It's just, but there's They do no, it right like, at the end, they just slap it out there like, hey, don't worry, everyone. Oh, yeah, and by the yeah. way, they're gay. It's fine. Ugh. Very, very bad storytelling. Um, at any rate, yeah, that's a little parallel. And there's also like one of the final lines delivered by Big in this whole movie is, I'm a grown up, Carrie. Where he says, Because I'm a grown up. And, and it just, it's last few weeks, man, has really stood out to me. It's like, has something happened? And the fact that Miley Cyrus is the cameo in this one and Patty Schwartz was the cameo in the, in the Grown Ups too. Maybe, it's like, there's a lot of things. Maybe we're just getting nostalgic in our old age. I don't think so, man. You're I think the universe, the universe brought us to Sex in the City too. And do you want to know something? After 50 weeks, I think it's time we recognized that and appreciated that. Well, we're certainly acknowledging it. The universe brought us to this movie. There's a reason we're doing what we're doing, man. And it's only just occurred to no, me now. I no, feel like no, Joan no, of Arc no. must have felt when no, God no, talked no, to her and no, said, no, you can no, do no, it, bro. No, 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 no. You can do it. Take him Did down. God called Joan of Arc bro. Yeah, hard out. He's very gender unspecific with his um, yeah. platitudes and his... Of, his of everyone, actually, God, is, he believes the most that sexuality is fluid yeah. and gender is a spectrum. Absolutely. It's up to you. It's written in the Bible. Gender, Page gender, one. Gender's like fashion. It's fun. You just pick something. Pick something for the day. You want to be a girl? You're a girl. Guess what? Who you're cares? A girl. It's your call. Um, 
So at any rate, uh, card is getting dangerously close. Look, I had you're another so idea. focused on it. I'm, I kind of want to like throw a spanner look, in the works and just look at me. I keep you idea. focused while it goes past to see you. Now flip you're out. looking at it. This is going off the rails fast. I've got an idea. We're thirsty boys. Replace the word "sparkle" in the movie Sex and City Two with mayonnaise. I've so whenever they say "sparkle" so in the script, I thought of it in the last scene when. <laughs> Carrie, when when I ca- big Mr. Big goes to Carrie because he Bottom. can do the ring is like a mere culvert. He goes, yeah. how's that for a little sparkle? And she goes, that's a lot of sparkle. It's a lot of mayonnaise. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to, so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. For a little mayonnaise. Hey, do you think you could get Big and I tickets for the event tonight? I just feel like we need a little mayonnaise <laughs> in our relationship. <laughs> it's like... I get takeout TV guy, Bank of Madrid lady. She gets mayonnaise guy. Oh my god! Do you reckon Big's a fingerer? Do you reckon he fingers the mayonnaise? mayonnaise? Big time. I reckon he he with Steve B. Seymour, they in get fact, together and they just finger the mayonnaise all night. Be, why don't we Why don't we just blow some dust off the book and oh, crack into that yeah, big let's old do it, book? Of, that fabled big old leather bound book full Bring of it ramblings off. and ideas. Bring it off the shelf. Give it a wipe. Crack it open because guess what? We've landed on the mayonnaise chapter. <laughs> it's not just a page, folks. There is an entire chapter in this book dedicated Most to mayonnaise. Most of it is, is just like transparent pages caked in mayonnaise. One of them is just a page of him and Steve Buscemi and it's done in like a comic book style thing with his 12 panels split up and it's them just having a day with mayonnaise together. 
they're doing all sorts of stuff. In the, in the first panel, they're raising it like a child, like they're, they're cradling a jar of mayonnaise like it's a, an infant. And the second one, they're in a treehouse and uh, they're just hanging out with mayonnaise, like playing cards with it, and they're kind of kids. And another one, they're sort of looking despondent and exhausted in the kitchen. Hey there. Keep going. <laughs> they're looking exhausted. Okay. <laughs> so the drink's coming there. back, don't worry. Uh, they look exhausted in the kitchen, and the mayonnaise is like sort of yelling at them and it's, it's, it's the trials and tribulations of parenting here we go oh get guys two, get two Budweiser's hi there yeah um, two Budweiser's thank you yeah, thank you are we getting bud you I made like, me order bud I, I like that they're not they're not acting like we're recording <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's very laid back I it's thought because we're in America baby everyone's making something here <laughs> you, where you run into Kim Crossman at the airport and that's just norms you know Things happen here. Dreams are made. So beyond being an exciting comic book panel, yeah, uh, there's also other ideas. Like pretty much, Steve and Mr. Big have been taking a lot of exciting meetings in his big windowed office with no keyboards about how to bring fingering mayonnaise into the mainstream, be it through a TV channel, a, a zine, maybe some sort of competitive sport. But pretty much what they're saying is, what have we got in common? We love to finger mayonnaise. Absolutely. What do the mainstream not enjoy? Fingering mayonnaise. How do we find the market equilibrium between these these two disparate points? You give them what they want through mayonnaise. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. No, thank my you, friend thank here. You. Um, so content, the way that you do it? that is, as well, do you want me to pop your yeah, trader? Yeah. Tell you what, I've had really bad luck with my flying experiences recently in terms of the person in front of me. Uh, taking the lean back feature for all it's worth I think you're talking slightly louder than you think you are <laughs> um, fair enough like the feature's there but yeah I've yeah. got big legs it's yeah. always uncomfortable I'm, I'm sorry that it's happened but there's nothing for it mate um, hey so this mayonnaise thing the way that thank you very much oh uh, yeah did you do pay wave cool thank you that's a big result. The way that you combine the power of mayonnaise with um, consumer demand is through automobiles because whilst there's been a lot of talk about us moving to electric, and in fact there was a doco called Who Killed the Electric Car that came out many years ago, not a lot of people know this, but Steve Buscemi, in addition to being a firefighter back in the day, came up with a um, schematic for an engine that would be powered on mayonnaise. Thank you very much. Um, Mr. Big with his business now is just the man to pick up this dusty old plan of a mayonnaise-powered vehicle and get it into the mainstream, get it into now, mass production. I know that you are purely a vessel through which this idea is currently travelling, Tim, but yeah. I put it to you that while obviously there are problems vis-a-vis -vis sustainability in electric vehicles, uh, those being to you know assemble the vehicle, expends as much power as you wind up saving, yeah. um, surely the, the production of mayonnaise... Uh, and you know it's egg heavy base oh, no, it's uh, you've got a lot of moving parts a lot of overheads I don't understand quite the economics of how this is going to work it's because you don't appreciate how efficient the mayonnaise car is so like you know a jar of best foods what's that run you about 500 grams yeah that'll power a car for a thousand kilometers or about wow. uh, 700 miles or so that's good man that's good mileage that's really good mileage this sells itself yeah uh, are the government, the American government, afraid of this as a as a product? Um, absolutely. I mean, there's there's the established energy pedagogy. If I'm using that word correctly, you know, it would be thrown on its head. The paradigm would change. The whole game would change. And so, uh, uh, Mr. Big, this would destabilise the Middle East because suddenly oil is not as important. 
America's economy would be turned on its head. It, it'd be madness. This, but if you control the mayonnaise, this becomes the new, you know, the new oil. So if anyone is looking at investing, Best Foods is probably a pretty good buy right now. Um, it is my hot tip of the week thanks, on the stock market. Brought to you by Mr. Big and Steve Buscemi. Um, Speaking of Steve's, yeah. I want to check in on, on our Steve, our boy Steve. Yeah. How would Steve spell mayonnaise? That's what I want to know. It's mayonnaise. Can I have language of origin? I believe it's French. French. F R E W. French. You fucking got me on that one. Well played, Steve. You're a dicey, dicey man. Thank you. Now, if you could please take me seriously, I would like to announce that I'm running for office. Oh, what office? President of the United States of America. Holy shit. Current cycle or 2020? Current cycle. Yes. The right yes. need a stable candidate. Oh my God, yes, Someone a thousand times. Someone who the times. people can get behind. Donald Trump is running on personality, not platform. Yep. I've got a lot of exciting policy ideas. How do you feel about Hillary, though? I'm not afraid of Hillary. You reckon you'll be better than Hillary? I think I'll be different from Hillary. What about Bernie? Bernie? I got a lot of respect for Bernie. We all do. I uh, ran into him on spelling on the spelling scene in the 80s and the late 70s. Yep. And I uh, had a lot of interesting ways of spelling words like tsunami and uh, Richter. But uh, I think... You Bernie know, comes from your stomping ground as well. He's from Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's made good for himself. He the whole has. neighborhood's very proud. He's done great. Um, uh, can I ask you, what, what do you think about um, Jeb Bush? Jeb. As a candidate. Is a mess. Uh, well spoken. Steve, thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Real, real joy working with you. My pleasure. Real pro on set, that Steve. Real pro. Mm. Do, 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 do. What, else, uh, what else from the film for you this week, Tim? Um, it, was, it was, as you say, it was a punisher. I do wonder well, when trying the last to segue time you, you watched Sort of into it. the oh. next. I thought you were sort of putting a pin in the thought. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Before I forget, though, here's something important. Oh, wait, yeah, no, I was just going to say that actually I feel closer to Samantha with this watch because she gets her um, ointments taken off her, her hormones, and that happened to you me at the airport it. today as well. Like. So I'm like, hey, I'm, I feel you, girl. I feel you. I didn't all those other weeks, but now I feel you. That's I, all. I wasn't really empathizing with anyone. No, neither, but I was in real life, and I'm your friend. You weren't empathizing with me? Oh, I was or do you mean in the film? In the film. I do oh. empathize with you. And this hellish bed that we've made to lie in together. Once a week, we climb into bed together. The sleep's almost up, though. That's what I'm excited about. It was. It was it's almost it was, breakfast time. Fuck! It was a bad one this week, though. Eh? I know we say that every well, week, but it is true it, every week. Full, full disclosure, though, we did. So we ran into Kim when there was about ten minutes left on the film, and the likelihood of running into a friend in Dallas Fort Worth Airport is so, solo or Fort Worth Dallas. What is it? Dallas, Fort Worth. Dallas, Fort Worth. Um, it was so low that we paused the film. We had a big catch up. We like we were leaving it very fine. So we sort of boarded the plane, waited for takeoff, got the screen out, watched the last ten minutes, and it rolled straight into it from there. And those last ten minutes, I suddenly gave the film. I was giving the film a lot more credit, a lot more leeway. Yeah. I, I felt like maybe the film was being self-referential. Like yep. the way 
for instance, the movie poster, that terrible movie poster, that he flies all the way back to Abu Dhabi to shoot. Heart of the desert. And when they do a big lingering shot on it at the end, I was like, I feel like they're doing that as a gag because they know it's a bad movie poster <laughs> and they know how ridiculous it is to fly someone all the way over to make the movie poster. And then, oh, there was another one. So you I think the film that. has gained sentience? I just, well, I just thought maybe when I was watching the last 10 minutes, and I think I had this with grown-ups too as well sometimes where I was thinking... You're like, is the joke on me? Yes. Has it been on me the whole time? Oh, what is it? It's, it was something... That, oh, it was when, when Miranda says, uh, if we don't get there in time, we bump from first class. I was yeah. like, that is like, that's referential. That's like... Like it's so on the nose that you think that it can't possibly be it's not like surface level. Yeah, I don't think that it's the rude and like gauche joke that I've read it as for the previous it's 49 garish, weeks. It's garish, isn't it? Especially considering this movie came out in 2010. Yeah, I think People were struggling. I think it's like so such a ludic- ludicrously small problem yeah. and them addressing it like it's a big problem. Therein lies the comedy and they did that on purpose. Or It is very, if, if you view it through that lens, it's very funny, but the problem is that the movie has set it up so you're supposed to be on the side of these women, like they're your friends, and they can't possibly be on your side because... Honestly, the movie sets up as the big trouble at the end. You know, this is this is the heightened stakes. This is the big problem. This is the all is lost moment. As there is, there is the potential that these gals are flying home in coach. God flying, for yeah. fucking bid. Which is hilarious. Uh, you know, we're, we me- ju- we're measured against. <laughs> we've just done a thirty-hour day in coach. It's fine. It's actually it's doable. Really great. It's all good. You hang out with your buddy. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Here's to flying coach. The guy, I don't know if it's a... It's a, it's a um, cold, if cold it's beer. A, it's a real cold beer, right? I don't know if it's a rumour or not, but the guy who made IKEA apparently insists on flying in coach. Good on him. I'll bet Bernie flies in coach. No way. I think he actually does. Presidential... Nah, you can't. Oh, Super, not anymore. Too, yeah. Not anymore, but like back in Previously, the, yeah. Pre- previously on Bernie Sanders, the senator. <laughs> I'm flying coach. I'm flying... I'm... <laughs> I, I am sick of being part of the one percent that are in the front. I don't want to front one percent. I would like to be with the ninety-nine percent in the rest of the plane. That is classic Burns. Certainly is. Where's he going? Why is he with Bernie Sanders today? That's the question. It's the same question every week. First thing I noticed this week. Fitty weeks. There is a silhouette, a powerful silhouette, cast on the window behind him, which says, Coffee Shop. Not noticed it before, might not notice it again. It was definitely there this week. Why? We had had the screen very close to us this time, a lot closer than normal. Normally we look at it on like a... Either a, commu- a computer monitor or a tally. That's we're right. a couple meters back, but today we were looking on on a tablet, and it was right up in our grill, right up in our face. So, and coffee guy is looking down for a lot of the time, right? His neck and coffee is looking down. Yeah. Previously, we speculated maybe he's reading the culture section of the newspaper. Maybe he's making a journal entry. He's working on his stencils. All right. He's got a new tag. His tag is coffee shop. He's tagged <laughs> the cafe. It. Yes. And he's like, it reeks. It, 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 he's got the cheapest spray paint. It absolutely honks. 
All right, Brady's got a whiff of it. His fangs are coming out. The guy's like, I'm getting out of here it before be lead base. goes down. This might be the last of the lead-based paint. They found somewhere to put it, and it's in spray cans to give to teenagers because teenagers who are graffitiing stuff don't complain. It's a, it's a government conspiracy. They're trying to kill off anyone who... All the taggers. Like, yeah, they're trying to get rid of small crime by putting lead paint in spray paint. Anyway, so Kobe Guy pretty much has been working on his stencils night and day, day and night. And he's, he's finally got his first one down. Coffee shop. I do think that it's a little bit obvious. There's not a lot of hidden identity to it. I mean, this guy's known all around town. No, I love it, though. Because it's, like, it's so brash and bold and brave. In other words, they begin with a B. He's, he's out there and he's Bernie. going, this is who... <laughs> that really caught me off guard. He's going, this is who I am. This is me. I'm out here. I'm, I'm a coffee man. Um, I'm but a my identity man. is... <laughs> Have we done that one before? Coffee shop, what? Coffee man, drinking all the coffee. Oh, someone didn't someone make that for us? Oh yeah, they did. God, it was. We gotta hunt that down. Hey, whenever, whoever made that for whenever us? Whenever I hear Rocket Man, the coffee line where it's man. like, "Cause I'm a co- uh, coffee man, something alone." I always hear Tom Bergeron, who's the host of America's Funniest Time Videos. It's gonna be a sad day when he passes away. Tom Bedron. He's one of those ones where you never think about it. And God, I hope this doesn't happen because I last time I said this, it was about David Bowie on the podcast. And like a couple of days later, he yeah, passed away. You have the kiss of death. It was weird. But Tom Bedron, is that how you say his last name? That dude's a hero, man. It's like all these people who we've seen in our lives since we were little kids and grown up with, but haven't kind of paid enough attention to them in Tom their careers. Bergeron, the host, you feel like that about the host of America's Funny Home Videos. AFV is an institution, and he has been captaining that ship for many, many years now. And I just think we all need to, like, tip our hats to him Take before he dies. Because that's the thing. The tragedy is these people die, and then there's a, a great groundswell of love yeah. and outpouring of... You know, goodwill towards Kanye them. Kanye West has a good lyric about that from his first first album. The lyric is, people never get the roses when they can still smell them. Oh, that's Wasn't a good that line. a different version of Kanye West back in 2002, I believe? I'm worried about Kanye these days. The dude legit needs some help, I think, at the moment. He is 50% more influential than anyone has ever been dead or alive. According to Kanye West. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, boy. Steve could teach him a thing or two. You know what? Sometimes I just wish that you could kind of this is going to sound a little mean and a little mean spirited but I kind of want to chuck Kanye in the ring with Dickbot and Brady just to just to humble him a little bit that would be very humbling do you know I'd like to see Tommy Kavanaugh in the ring Tommy Kavanaugh Lenny Fader's bully from Grown Ups 2 played by Baxits on Baxits he was a roid freak uh, Steve Austin Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah that'd be a hell of a fight I mean look firstly Tommy Kavanaugh or okay Here's how the fight matchups go. Tommy Kavanagh versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold's going to win. Yes. Versus Tommy Kavanagh. Um, but Stone Cold will lose to either Dick oh, Bot or Brady. Like, they will win handily against Stone Cold. The ultimate question, of course it is. Of course it is. Who's going to win between Brady and Dick Bot? I don't have the answer for that. I suspect in hand-to-hand combat... I suspect that Dickbot definitely has an advantage there because he's non-biological. But the thing is, it was right, never man. about hand-to-hand. That's never that's never been what this is about. Hand-to-hand is... Because it would never come to that. Well, in hand-to-hand, presumably Brady isn't flanked by his... Oh, no, he would. Maybe be, he is. He'd be wearing a cloak, and it would just look like a regular cloak. And then they would sort of come to life and scurry like, I up. I feel like hand-to-hand, Brady's strategy would be to whimper and cry. 
like he, you know he'd play the young kid angle okay draw dick bot in he's a robot but he's got emotions Brady used kid cry yeah it's super effective but Dickbot is a robot, so does he have those same human foibles? you got to wonder about Dickbot's emotional It's not a foible, maturity. actually. It's just a, a um, what's it called? Like a, um, Do you think having vulnerability. a foible? No, I don't. I think it's what makes us human, and that's what we're all fighting for. So what we're fighting to protect against Dickbot and his army of electricity. He's just all cogs and knobs when you boil it down, you know. When you he, boil he, makes it down. A, he makes a good argument, but it's all based on ones and zeros. That's the thing. He's an artificial intelligence. Also, the theory this week that because the teacher, while Brady uh, he controls the rats, the teacher calls it a mouse maze when he. Yeah. When she makes it real. She sews a, a real button song on that and word. About it. A She's definitely in Brady's. She's definitely in Brady's pocket. Brady's definitely told her to call it a mouse maze to throw everyone off the scent. Right. 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 That makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, that What you just said wouldn't make sense to, to all people living in the world, but it, it makes sense to me. We are speaking at this point a pretty stupid and limited language, or not limited, but in terms of people who it's understand. It's like twin speak, isn't it? It's what it's like to be a twin. You know, twi- are you familiar twin? with that, twin speak? No. You know, it's like... Um, this thing that some twins make up a like a babbly language to themselves and apparently they can understand each other I believe that there I've was this weird case and it's like I don't know why it popped up recently but I remember hearing about it ages ago and I've read some, some stuff online about it these two twins where they had that like they were super insular insulated like the tight as and they had like a twin language and I don't think they talked to anyone else and then they both decided that one of them needed to die and so one of them just died and then the other one just went on and lived like a super normal life. But there's been like quite a lot written about them. and Understandably, that's super weird. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely I is. I always thought a twin would bring out the best in me. I think I'm operating at Why? 80% capacity. Oh, to like just, just challenge like, you? Yeah. Quite competitive by nature, a twin would have just... I've got a weird feeling this the isn't the first time we've talked about no. this, but it's... I don't think we've done it on the podcast. It's tricky to remember in this haze of a, of a project. That's right. We actually uh, we discussed this recently in an interview wherein people, like, when people reference sort of uh, the back catalogue of like Brady versus Stickbot or when they're trying to mention a specific idea from Big's Big Book of Ideas or anything. Or a Coffee Guy adventure. Or a Coffee Guy adventure. The information, if you think of it like writing an essay or cramming for an essay wherein you're working so hard on the essay in the moment that you sort of you download you're, you're sort of just an intermediary between the internet where you're getting all the information and the word document where you're writing all the information and you are the vessel through which the information passes okay you had a good analogy and you've ruined it no, because we're not copying from something it's no, just well like processing it as well it's, it's, it's just oh, yeah, it's, true. it's more like a fire baby we're a firework right we go we, we, we rise up into the sky and then we explode and then we're gone. But someone's taken a video of it, which is what the podcast is. We don't watch the videos, so we're not really familiar with what's happening. Yeah. We're just the firework that goes up. That and is explodes. a good one. Mine was like when you Mine's hand the good. essay you've been cramming. Yeah, you are handing over all the information that you had. Like yes. all the information's on the bit of paper, yeah. and once you hand it over, it's gone. Yeah. In the same way, once we get to the end of a coffee guy adventure, we've 
offloaded the information. There was actually a phenomenal, I didn't read the whole thing, but blog post on medium.com about this last week of a guy who did a PhD in mathematics five years ago and decided to reread it to see if he could understand it. He could not make heads or tails of what he'd written. And he was just basically saying, like, why are we doing this? Like, <laughs> is, is there any point in me doing a doctorate if I, myself, who wrote it, cannot understand that what the fuck I was talking about so five years later? <laughs> Bloody good stuff. Food and I, for thought. Nourishing feel, food for thought. Absolutely. And I, I feel like, there's, you know, that's us. That's us. Will we understand what the fuck we were on about five years from now? Probably not. But that's okay. It's going to be a hard one to explain. I'm okay with it. Yeah, like it's it's got a it's got a place in our lives. Much like the PhD in mathematics, it's about furthering the human race. And I feel like in our own small way, we're making a contribution. I don't know about that, but we're certainly doing it anyway. Uh, look, that's all we have time for this week. It's been a real joy broadcasting Thank- to you on American Airlines flight. <laughs> 2949 or something, Dallas to LAX. Um, uh, we've got an expected landing time of 8.15pm and we are doing a live event yes. in conjunction with the Work Juice players at the Cine Family. It's almost sold out on Tuesday, February 23rd. You've got to um, come to that, guys. You've got to get tickets to you that. you got to come to that. If you want to find the link, just go to our Worst of All Time Facebook page. All the information is there. And then we're also doing our finale. Still some tickets available at the Bell House in New York on March the you 3rd. You've got to come to that event, guys. You've got to come. It's going to be uh, tell your kids, tell your wife, we're performing those shows. Bring your dog. I don't know what the Bell House's regulations on that is, but if you're in New York City and you're a fan of the podcast, buy a ticket, bring your dog. That's right. What's one more little bitch with an attitude, right? That's from the movie, folks. Never Hopefully a, you don't know that. Never a true word it. spoken. Also, um, yeah, as yeah. an idea, oh, no, actually, I'll tell you next week. <laughs> oh, you tease. You little tease you. Um, thanks again to Big Pipe. We'll catch you guys online. Oh, and we'll do a mini episode sometime soon as well because, holy shit, there's some gold. You guys are chatting some real gold out on the facey and the Twitters and the Reddits and the whatnot. So, anyway, this is Tim Bat signing off and Guy Montgomery saying, Go fuck yourself. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. 